Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What is up? Welcome to Tigers Untapped, brought to you by Hoop City Basketball. Uh, AAU program here in the city. They got summer camps this summer, all through the month of June into July. If you got a little boy or girl, age five to fourteen, uh, you can sign them up for camp. They got daily camps nine to four. I think it's going to be skills contests, games. You got good instruction. I think there's going to be some Grizzlies players there. I've heard Desmond Bain may be there Friday. Uh, sign up for the camp if you go to bluffcitymedia.co backslash hoop city. You get twenty five dollars off uh, your registration. So. Uh, Sign up. Maybe you got the next baller in the city. Who knows? Uh, Tej, we are live in studio. Studio BCM here on Rockefeller Plaza. Wow. I don't this know if it's nice and shiny. I don't know what to do with my hands. It is really awkward. I, I, don't, I don't really know what to do. I was in, sitting here holding in the my flesh. Knees. It's weird. Is this you, weird. You let your hair down. Sometimes you got to do it, you know. Rock it's not often. Joe it's not often. It looks like you washed it. It's good. I, I've taken a shower today. Nice. That's a lot. I how is, that's impressive given having a newborn. Yeah, it was yesterday. How is, uh, how is dad life of two? Uh, I mean, good enough that my wife lets me uh, put the first one down and then sneak out. To sneak out and abandon her with the bro a out, drink one. some yeah. beer and talk tigers, huh? Yeah, it's and kind of a raw shout deal. Shout out to Alicia. Kind of a raw deal that she gets to stay home with the crying daughter and I'm out drinking beers with the dudes. So... For those of you, most of you, all of you will not know this besides the two of us, Kenny, and maybe a few others. We, uh, this is not the first time we've done this. No, it's not. We, we did this last night. Yes. In an unofficial, unplanned dry run. Uh, (laughs) we've called it the dress rehearsal because, uh, Kenny got home and the audio did not record. So We didn't uh, we didn't think you guys wanted to lip read through an entire episode of Tigers Untapped. So here we are back for night two. I don't hate it. You gotta understand the embarrassment of making that text message to y'all this how, morning. How long did it take you before you said hit you hit send on that? <clears throat> I had to have some emotional support. So I had Tracy standing over one shoulder, <laughs> there, there Silas go. over the other. <laughs> Sayla was in front of me, she was kicking me. Um oh gosh. When I hit when I press send, I was just like, I can't believe I have to send. Because listen, there was I mean y'all it was a it was a dress run. Yes, it was meant to be not a dress run, <laughs> but you guys killed it. I mean you guys were awesome last night, and I'm still learning all this whole all this equipment that you see in this place. And so I got home last night, and it was sad, man. It happens to the best of us. Kenny was watching an old silent film of Tigers Untapped. Episode 28. I could have thrown it in some AI. <laughs> there you go. Like, I should have thrown in uh, some AI and really. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. You should have 100% put a chat GPT like dialogue, like just tell them you're talking about Tiger Sports and just create an absolute. We'll have to do one an episode like that. That would be so That'll be the next one. All right. For those of you who follow TJ on Twitter, uh, I found the impossible beer that he claimed. There was not another can in the city. And not only did I find it, I got enough for myself, TJ, and Kenny behind the glass as his own pint of uh, 
Peach Lemonade Ale, the Hush Main. And I'm going to tell you what. Hush Main. Right off the top, this is going to get a high score. Yeah, it is. I mean, from the can alone. So it's a little unfair because I've actually already had this beer. I had one over the weekend and I sent a picture. I put it on Twitter. Trey got real pissed about it because it's kind of our thing. Like we, we share the same beer. Not share the same beer, but we get a beer. He has one. I have one. Our own that respective it. beers. And uh, I had this one. I was like, damn, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Good shout out to you, Bill Street Brew. I and mean, I will say right off so that first back. step, this is a the crushability on this is oh. sky high. TJ, this is a safe place for you. You can be open and honest about this situation. Did you really not be able? Were you not able to find any more, or did you drink all of them? He goes to one place. I do, and he probably bought the last one. And that's then, exactly how it worked. Yeah, I bought that beer like, oh man, February maybe. Wow, it could have been left this over from a, last year's golf tournament. Sure. I have no clue. Yeah, this is not a this is not a Feb beer. It's not <laughs> just as Andy's meant was not a May beer. <laughs> Our timing is a bit off. No, this is perfect time. This is great. I mean, it is golf season. This is we are. This is the right beer. All but right, tis the season to hush mang. We'll have to touch on it later and get Kenny's opinion. Kenny is not known for being a beer man, so we'll see how this works out. My my. Rating record is not great on Tigers Untapped. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not. It's not the highest. I'm. I'm gonna try to up my game tonight. Or one could say that your rating is the highest. And it was literally the highest. You gave it a ever. ten. Trey stopped. Trey stopped the podcast when I rated my beer. He said we're done and <laughs> we're just, left the chat. Like left the call. It was every, done. Everything was tens across the board. That's that was the episode I was out. So Kenny filled in, and I thought you all did a different beer. So the next episode back, I start the episode off, didn't tell Trey and what was happening, cracked shot the can, sh- the wrong beer, crushed a beer right then and there, chugged the whole thing, and Trey was like, that's the wrong beer, my man. Yeah. Those were some, um, and then and then Trey jumps up and runs and grabs a, what wasn't it a Bud Light or something? You ran and grabbed one. Oh, and then, it was a Bush Light. A Bush Light, And yeah. then you almost like, I mean, you were shout out dying to, the shout whole out, time. Shout out to Dylan Jackson. Yeah, that you don't. Sprinting and then shotgunning is not. It's yeah, they don't. I mean, hand in hand. you do stairs and then you shotgun. It's not. I mean, and you're over thirty. It's not going to go well. Yeah, especially when you don't run. I can see the issue there, but this is a delight. I mean, I'm not going to hey, spoil hey, it, hey. but this is. They know what they're doing. We That's might need I'm to saying. send Kenny to go get two more down the street. These are sixteen. So we finally um, got a sixteen. All right, Teach, let's jump into it because. There's been some pretty significant development since last evening's recording, so it may not be all that bad that last night's audio was lost. Uh, In the saga that is DeAndre Williams' eligibility, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the scale going every which way. He's got eligibility. He doesn't have it. His mom says he's out. Kenny, do you have uh, the statement that DeAndre made today? I think it was was a doc that, that released that, Doc Holliday. You know what? You mentioned to me at the beginning of the show that you wanted me to read this, and I said, "Yeah, I got you." Um, he, in fact, has not got us. Let me, let me hold on. Give, hey, listen, I am a, I have, I have Twitter fingers over here. I can figure this out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been kind of a back and forth, right? Like sure. it's been pretty wild. Here's, here's the statement. Um, in recent days, media stories have arisen that implied that a firm decision had been made relative to my possible return to the University of Memphis for an additional season of competition. 
No such decision has been made. I have consulted with counsel uh, and am evaluating potential grounds for reconsideration of the NCAA's decision to deprive me of my initial year of eligibility at the University of Evansville and, if necessary, providing mitigating factors that would warrant a waiver. A final determination will be made in the coming days. To date, I have not signed with an agent, nor did I formally declare for the draft. I have operated under the assumption that I did not have remaining eligibility, but have been advised in recent days that regaining a session of a season of competition is a real possibility. My mother is the rock of my life. I owe her everything and will always be loyal and grateful to her. At the time that her comments were made, she was not fully apprised of the circumstances surrounding my decision. I have enjoyed the best years of my life at the University of Memphis. If the opportunity were to return existed, I would welcome it and be proud to suit up for the Tigers in 23-24. First off, who wrote that? Because that is a fine, fine. Well, well, I delete. I did not say his name, but his counsel is Don Jackson Esquire with the Sports Group. Don Jackson is a hell of a writer. I mean, that was very well put together. I'd have just said. I would like to come back. There might be a possibility. Go Tigers. I'll tell you what. You spent eight years in college. You could probably write an article like that as well. TJ, come on, man. I'll say this. I have never in my life wanted to see a dumbass DeAndre foul with him in a Memphis uniform more than I do right now. It would be great to have DeAndre back, especially the way that the the, (laughs) great – the way the roster is currently composed, like what it, how it's built, I guess is easy. Great is an that. understatement, Tej. Um, to have him back would be huge, right? I mean, you don't have that guy right now. He's undersized for the center, but we just did a whole season with him playing undersized five, and it was fine. It's fine. It was absolutely. I fine. mean, he's he would be preseason American Player of the Year. Would he not? He was just all AAC. You know for a fact some FAU player would yeah. be the preseason. Elijah player. Martin, I think Can was his name. I, think I could see him being up there. Uh, so let me – do you want to give your thoughts on it first? I am, I am all on board. Do it. Because you know what the sausage maker says? TJ, we are still trending the wrong direction. We are now 60th. I think a month ago we were in the 40s. Yeah. You want to take a guess at what just adding DeAndre and nobody else does to this I roster? Mean, it'd probably shoot some sky high. 33 spots wow. to 27th Wow, with just DeAndre. Nobody else. Sign me up today. He will be 27 in October. And look, I don't care how old he is. And people make a big whoop hoo-ha. Yeah. Freaking Austin Ani's 29. A little different. It's not a little there. different. I don't he care. He literally went to play major. Who cares? If you want to talk about his age, no, I'm with you. I'm with. I you. don't care if it can be done. Now, the possibility of it actually happening. It sounds like they're looking at two different cases, not cases, but two different pathways of trying to gain the eligibility here. It sounds like the first route is the COVID. Right? He's only played four years of basketball. They're trying to say, I guess, his first year on academic or athletic scholarship shouldn't count. So he should technically still get a COVID year. It sounds like that's the first approach. I think they said there were two options. The second is then applying for a waiver, if I read it correctly. Yeah. So I'm not sure how anyone's not familiar with the story by now. His freshman year, he was academically ineligible, I think was what it was. I think it was a credit issue. Yeah. The prep school he went to was unaccredited. So basically, he was just not eligible to participate. So... um, 
I believe, and then his his first year or second year at Evansville that he played played he only played like 17 18 games I think he yeah it was something like year. that but his clock had already started I think was the right is the so um and so that is why he's going to require the waiver because he's technically already used his five years but we've seen guys go beyond five years most of the time it's for medical reasons um that quarterback for Houston he may have played seven years. Kev, not Kevin Cobb. That's who came up. No, it was – uh, Bro, come on. You know who I'm talking about. I know though. who you're talking about. It's on um, the freaking tip of my tongue. He played forever as well. So a little different situation. Um, I Trust me, I apply for it. If you think you have a case, apply for it. The worst they can say is no, whatever, right? Um, I, I think it could – one could probably argue – Case Keenum. Case Keenum. I should probably know that being a Vikings fan. Um, wow. Remember that playoff game he won? Yeah, it was sick. Anyway, go ahead, DeAndre. Um, I think – now I kind of lost where I was going with that. Well, I don't even remember where I was at when you said Case Keenum. We got me so thrown Sorry. off there. What do you think the possibility of this Oh, it's happening? a 0% chance. 0% chance. And that may be really harsh. I would love to have him that back. That is truly and shocking to me because those those of you are friends, close friends that are watching, we know that you are with TJ. It's everything 50/50. is 50-50. Yeah, it either one's... is happening or it's not. So for him to say zero, TJ literally has no faith that DeAndre TJ, will is play it, another second. Is it, it because you don't trust the NCAA or you don't think that his case, case. is valid? No, the case I think is great. I think it's the NCAA doesn't want to help Penny or Memphis out in any any way they can. I know that sounds like um, conspiracy theory type of situation, but when has the I mean, NCAA I given us any favors? If it's up to them, yeah. It's a waiver I'm, situation, and I don't touch any waiver situation. I, I want nothing to do with it. Look, I don't – he's only played four years of basketball. Whenever his clock started, I don't see what the harm in letting him play again. Like, that's the whole theory, right, is when did his clock start? Right, that's the sure. whole waiver is when did his clock start? And the NCAA is saying his clock started when, when he, he was deemed ineligible. Right. When, if I remember correctly, and I might be wrong on this, I need to go back and look. The NCAA came back after that first season and said we were wrong, like that he shouldn't well, have been deemed ineligible. If that's the case, then he has a damn good case. Yes, and that's his whole thing is he was led under the assumption that he was – ineligible and that he did or excuse me that Wasn't he has counting against him correct and he but now he thinks he doesn't have any eligibility left and they're like well you may have a case given a b and c and so now he thinks he can reapply well i will say this the strangest part of all of this is what the compliance office said they are not yeah. standing behind him i mean they had basically come out and were like you know he's exhausted all eligibility that he has yeah even if that's the case and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody in the compliance office, but I mean, wouldn't you have just been like, yeah, we're going to do whatever we can to help DeAndre pursue, you know, if this is what he wants to do, like he said that his best years have been in Memphis, you yeah. could go down as one of the all time favorite Tigers for a lot of people. Like, why would you not just come out with some sort of statement of support, whether you think he has sure. eligibility or not? Like, sure. what's the harm in that? It's a weird look. It is. I think they're off operating off just straight black and white. Like they have a rule book. They see right. rule four, section A, whatever. Yeah. I think it's going boom, 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 boom. Yeah, they I mean, they're seeing that there. very first year as clock started. Sure. 
it is what it is. That's what, yeah. I'm, you know, and I guess that's their job as a compliance office is to, it's got, a, it's very black and white Yeah, for them. But still, I, I don't want to say it's a nothing burger, but I think this whole thing has been around for what feels like a week, maybe a little more now. And it's been out there for a while. Has it only been a week? I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, this back, back and Twitter forth. And trace is... it down. But it's been out for a while because you've had several people talk to people related to him. Maybe not him directly. See, that's, that's the problem. I think that's sure. what the problem. I don't know that anybody... One, maybe they weren't reaching out to DeAndre, or two, they were and they just weren't getting feedback. Because I think some of the reports that were like he has done, yeah, that was people reaching out to compliance office, and we know obviously with their statement, okay, mm -hmm. that lines up. They were saying no, he, there's no chance. Sure. So if you didn't actually hear it from, but then to your point, you try to go through the family, and his mom, yesterday, said he's done. And DeAndre comes back today and is like, I love my mom to death, but she didn't know what the hell she's talking about. Which makes sense, though, because he he was not under the impression that he had eligibility left as well. So if he doesn't think it, why would his mom all of a sudden be like, you know what, maybe there was that one freshman year where he was lied to. So that'd be kind of weird. But I don't know. It kind of seemed like he did think he did. And maybe he and his mom just hadn't really talked about it. Maybe in the back of his mind. I think once he talked to the, the legal counsel, they were kind of like, damn, okay, maybe you have something here. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, nonetheless, it's obviously there's something there. There's smoke there. There's TJ says zero. I say there's some sort of possibility. I think he's got put a percentage on it. You oh, coward. Gosh. I'll still hear it's 50 50. I love it, dude. It makes makes my heart happy inside. I don't know. I do. Leaving it up to the NCAA does give me a lot of doubt that it would actually happen. I also sure. think it's. I mean, he's already applied for a waiver once. And to be honest, we didn't even get an answer. The only reason that was clear is because the free transfer rule passed through, yeah. right? Like he didn't actually get the waiver approved. We submitted it and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. He only became eligible because of that rule passing. So how much does Portsmouth play into this? Have we, We've never, to my knowledge, seen anyone play in Portsmouth and come back and they've been eligible. Well, he said it in his statement that he never declared. So I'm wondering if that's the language, if that's even, that's probably a part of the, the case that has to be made is you went through some of, you went through some of those processes and you're yeah. right. The Portsmouth Invitational, usually once you play in that, you're, you're basically declaring your eligibility is done, right? Sure. Like you're, you're out, but that could be, he's saying in his statement that, he never actually like officially declared for the draft. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Portsmouth thing though is like typically the guys that are going, you have exhaust like sure, sure. Right. And if he's if it comes down to that, which is a glorified exhibition game, and they're not gonna allow him to be eligible, that's absurd. Yeah, but I could totally see a situation where you when you sign up for Portsmouth, you sign off on a documentation. It's somewhere in fine print. It says something like, hey, I'm not coming back to college. Like, I could totally see that being a situation, too. It could be. But, again, that's for, like, true seniors that are done, done. No, no way, dude. I mean, I guess they could hold them to it and be like, you know, if this was the route you wanted to take, you had to have done it before you yeah. participated in yeah. these events. So, I think, I mean, you were effectively giving up your eligibility by – Sure, going to, to, to be at the showcase. Yeah. 
I think we agree. Like we we would love to have DeAndre back. Like without question, I mean, we, with we no talk, hesitation. We talked about it when we thought J Law was staying. You had Chandler, J Law, and Jaden coming back, and we were sitting there saying, you know, you got all these freshmen, these transfers coming in. Like you need some of that continuity. You need sure. these guys that are older that have been in the program to help establish the culture of the program and what Penny's trying to do. Like who better to have than DeAndre who's I mean, not to bring his age up again, but literally he will be the oldest guy in college basketball, like a true veteran in the locker room yeah. that knows it'll be his fourth year. Do you want to hear something crazy? Penny, like who better to have in that spot? Sorry to interrupt you, Trey, but this put out on Twitter. If he were to play for the Grizzlies, he'd be the second oldest player saw, on the team. I saw that he and Tyus would be. Right? Uh, no, Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Well, he and Tyus would be tied at twenty seventh. I think is what for second oldest. Yeah, I think Adam. Dude, he's damn near as old as Passner was when he took over the head coaching job. It is pretty wild. I and I think just to kind of wrap up the DeAndre thing, I think unequivocally we would both love to have him back. I don't think either one of us. I don't know that I believe you is leaning one way or the other. Maybe, well, correction. I am definitely strong, heavy lean one way. I don't think it's happening. I just don't. I, I, I would see be the NCAA shocked. doing any favors. I would be, I won't say shocked. I would be very surprised if it ends up going through. Yeah, I'll put it that way. And I think that's the the general consensus, right? Yeah. I think most people probably feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I would say, honestly, if DeAndre were with us, and we know that you were listening, like he would probably say that he would be surprised too. Yeah. Just given his history with of how course. things have gone with him in the NCAA. Yeah, of course. Um. That's not the only bit of news. So obviously today was the last day or is the last day. you got a couple hours left to withdraw from the NBA draft. TJ's been preaching it all along. That's what Penny's waiting for. He wants these older transfers to come in, guys that obviously have the skill set, the potential to be NBA players to make a difference but are older. Um, so we're sitting here seeing some guys that are withdrawing that are in the portal. Uh, there was – breaking news this afternoon yeah. that eerily quiet about Memphis having any visits, but uh, St. John's transfer, David Jones yep. was on a visit, posted pictures from the facility. Uh, I think he's a, he was a junior from St. John's, but he's transferred twice, started his career off. At, DePaul, I gosh, DePaul. I think it's DePaul. Yeah. Played two years at DePaul, played last year at St. John. So, Hey, not touching it, dude. TJ, we know TJ's a two-time transfer. Yeah. I'm so sick of the word waiver. I know. Everybody needs a damn waiver. Again, do you have any faith that he's going to get a waiver to be able to play? I don't even know what to think. If it was last year, yeah, I feel like they were granting waivers left and right, but now they're supposed to be like cracking down on it, especially for two-time guys. I'm curious what you're going to say here. Because of conversations we've had in the past. He is 6'6", 190. It's 210. Don't short him. Whatever. I'm making up a weight. 6'6", six, six is where I'm going with this. Do you need another 6'6", six, six wing, positionless basketball player on your team right now? No. Well, the Tigers lost one today in TFL Leonard. Because oh. apparently he's now 6'10". And not six 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 seven. Kenny, I literally just shat my pants. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> thought you had some breaking tweet. That's absurd. Don't ever say that again. So, so they the whole six six influx of players. They now they have. So what 610. was that? He tweeted a picture of his license. It says six ten. 
Yeah. That's Dude, if he's was. a legit 6'10", that's bananas. Especially if you can be 6'10". TJ, what does your life three? say? Oh, man. That's a good question. Probably 5'11". You didn't want to just bump it up one more? No. That seems like a lie. If I get pulled over, I'm like, who are you? This is a lie. Who are you? You're not 5'11". You're 5'10 and three quarters. 6'10". So he and Jonathan Pierre pushing seven foot. Is Pierre though? I'm curious on Pierre. I know I, I've seen some people say that he's six eight. Some have even said taller. I don't know. I've seen six ten. I don't know. I would be interested to see. Are they gonna do the what? combine this year? If so, we can kind of get some some feedback on that. You can are, only lie about are they it so going much. to? Well, yeah, you know, you know, they yeah. did the combine. Um, dang, I don't know if they did it last year. I know they did, they did it. it. Did they? Yeah, they've done it the last couple of years. I thought, are we? I thought you said, are we as in like Bluff City Media doing a combine, which I would be all for. I think that'd be great content. I don't know what why the people need to see that. Actually, that could be pretty funny. I think it'd be great. I don't. I don't know if you guys know this. There is a height requirement to work at this company. I have learned. Yesterday when we were in here, it was myself, Trey, Kenny, Christian, Gabe. I'm not like. I don't think I'm short. I wouldn't say I'm that like you're 5'10, short. 5'11. I am dramatically shorter than everyone in the room. Dramatically shorter than wow. everyone in the room. Like, I've never had a, sh- a short man, like a little man complex, but I'm looking around like, is this for real? Is this what Jalen Hurts feels like back there in the huddle? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Are you the uh, Jalen Hurts of BCM? That's the question. Oh, come on. <laughs> People have made that comparison before, Listen, so I'm just I, saying, like, for you to ask that question, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a false Kenny, equivalency here. Kenny said it. That's what the J and TJ stands for. Jalen T. Jalen Hurts. Wow, it's a long name. It's a family name. Interesting. Scottish. Um. Anyway, so back to your point. I mean, no, I don't. Another six six like wing. Yeah especially with him needing a waiver. Like, I just don't know that that's, yeah. we've talked about it time and time the last several weeks, like give me a big and give me ideally a really true. I mean, what is a true point guard, but like sure. a more facilitating point guard that you just feel like I'll say this last year was the first time in a while. I felt comfortable with who is handling the ball like in pressure situations or at the end of the game, it is because we had Kendrick Davis. Sure. I do not feel like we've had somebody like that in years. Yeah. And I don't know that this team has that right now. No. I wouldn't say so. No. So to add another like six, I, would he be helpful? Probably. But it's also like, where are you fitting all these guys? Exactly. I think that becomes the issue. You start of... running into the same thing you've kind of seen recently exactly. with playing time, keeping guys happy and. You know, he's not the only name we've heard today. There's been a couple names that have resurfaced with um, you talking with, old Mongolian Mike. Mongolian Mike is one of them for sure. I'm not even going to try. I I tried to listen. Sheriff Johns. Sheriff, Sheriff Johns. Johns. Is that right? But he withdrew Johns. from the NBA draft. Six eight one eighty. You're pushing that six six. But he's the first NCAA Division One Mongolian player i think ever that's kind of impressive that's pretty legit 
So we would corner the market of Mongolian college basketball fans? Our ESPN Plus numbers in Mongolia would skyrocket. Hey, it worked for the Grizz, man. They were exploding in Japan when Yuta was here. Yuta? Yeah. Like, if you ever went to the games, the Japanese media were flooding the forum. It was incredible. Really? I don't know if Mongolia has that kind of basketball-like following. I don't know that TJ needs to say flooding Japan in the same sentence. Is there some breaking news on this? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. That's fair. It stuff. is probably a little sensitive on that one. Uh, but no, I, I think that Mongolia Mike is an interesting one. Um, the size makes sense, but what? it's a little bit more of the same, right? Yeah. At, at, at 180, 6'8, 180, that's a, that's a thin dude. What's yeah, he gonna I do mean, they haven't listed as a Ford. So it's like, what is he just a wing? Is he yeah. sitting there at the the three four with Chandler Jordan? Like, yeah, kind of log jam. Carl, yeah, yeah, just more of the same. And he's not really like, he's not a shooter. I, I wouldn't call him a stretch big. Really, um, he does pass pretty well for a big guy. Uh, and like, he was definitely on draft board. So like, there's there's talent there, and people. Were I mean, I'm actually seen, thinking he could get drafted. I'm, I've seen people say for next year he him being a first round guy yeah so the size and the passing i think is something that there's potential on i just and this sounds weird because we're talking about a guy who could go in the nba draft and passing on him like what but that's true and he is i mean evan maya has him as a five-star transfer you put him in that sausage maker yet i did he didn't it didn't bump him up bartorvik doesn't like him as much as evan maya does wow wow but they have him 69th overall in the transfer portal, and that is nice. out of almost 1,700 portal guys. Yeah, I mean. And then David Jones was 50. He's 55. So that's two five-star guys that you've been mentioned with recently. Five-star transfer how, guys. I know, but how many five-stars do you get? You I think the top 75 transfers are all five-stars? I think so. That's bananas. That's a weird rating system. Top seventy-eight. I don't. Don't ask I, me. I apologize it's, to seventy-five being random. It's the num- seventy-eight. It's is the numbers. By far the most random. It's the numbers. Yeah, I, I get it. Tell you. I get it. It is what it is. Uh, uh, but he's not the last. No, he is not the last. Olivier. Olivier. Camhow. What is it? Camu. Yeah. Camu. There it Camus. is. Uh, former Tennessee big man has announced that he is withdrawn from the draft and is still uh, going to transfer. And I think we've been tied. Have we been mentioned as contacting him? Uh, yes, I believe so. I think Gavoni, maybe. Who was it? Someone posted something on it. But he's. I think that's that's a legit. I mean, ad. that's your your six nine two forty. Like that's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. He can finish at the rim. Yeah. Like average 11, five, two assists, shot 51% from the field. Yeah. Um, can knock down the three. I don't think he shoots a ton, but he shot 33% last year, 44, almost 45% from three the year before. Do you have the totals on that? Like how many threes yeah, he took? Like, are we talking like he shot 33% Will sure style on like, like three or? That wasn't me this time. 
I know. I just want to take my shots because I don't have to do the three-point shooting contest. I have nothing to prove. Will's probably a better three-point shooter. Uh, he shot 54 threes last year. That's, no, that's okay. That's a good sample size for a center. Yeah. Right, right, depending on what you want you to You step play. out. You shoot one a game. Sure. One of those, like two a game. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, I think that's a big one, especially if this whole DeAndre thing turns out to falls. But here's the, like, how long is that DeAndre thing going to take? Oh, I mean, is that something you get a quick response from the NCAA? Or are we going into October thinking, hey, DeAndre no, is a no, part no, of the no, team? No, 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 no. You'll hear back on that relatively quickly, I think. You sure about that? I think relatively quickly, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to look at it like, no, dude, stop. Grow up. They'll say something just like, stop calling us about waivers. Can you stop? Girl. You and Seth Towns need to stop. You guys are too old for this. Get on out of here. But, um, no, I, I think when the DeAndre thing falls through, like if you say DeAndre falls TJ through. So, TJ's so pessimistic. I know. It sounds terrible. I'm sorry. When it falls through. If it falls through. I said 0% earlier. I can't I come back now, so I have to say when. So when it falls through and you are left with Olivier, like what are we talking about? That's a great, that's a great plug-and-play guy immediately. Yeah. No, I think that's a fine. I don't think it's the sausage maker of 27. No, let's. I'll do a quick. I'll do a quick whip up of the sausage and let you know it is. And I have one more, just quick question for you. While you're looking that up, we've been connected with a guard. We've talked about this so many times. Memphis desperately needs another guard. I don't think you can run into this to the season with only Mikey as the true point guard. Caleb Mills, I think, can be a point guard for sure. I think he can fill a role in a knee and a pinch, definitely. Um, but I would feel more comfortable with him being your your number two guy. And I think most people agree with that. Um, in terms of point guards, there is one point guard that we have been linked to. And everyone said, oh, he's going back to his old school. But just nothing's happened with it yet. And Tyron Lawrence. It's been real quiet on the Tyron Lawrence front. It has been quiet. Um we were talking about this before we started. I thought that he it had come out that he had gone back to Vandy, but he has not officially made any announcement, yep. anything. Which, I mean, I, th- I think I would be fine. I think Texas Tech was getting a late push in there. I think they were at one of the other schools that were. Uh, but I'm I'm also at the point where I feel like that's kind of like he visited, right? Mm, or did he ever end he up? Visited. He was supposed to. It didn't come. I don't even think it was that far. I think he had I think there were talks of him visiting and he just didn't show up. But anyway, I mean it, that's that one where it's like I feel like that's kind of that ship sailed. I don't count Penny out on anything. I'm still waiting on Yuri because Penny has shooketh his hand. Shooken. Shook sh- sh- shooken. Has shaken. Has sh- shook he has shook his hand. He, he has shaken, shaken his, his hand. hand in the handshake line. And there's there's anything that we know. If Penny has touched your hand in the handshake line, there's a about it's Penny does 70% his, chance. He does his best work in, in a handshake oh, line. 100%. And there are people out there that say that the handshake line is outdated and it does not need to exist in sports anymore. And absolutely at the collegiate level in basketball, it does because that's where Penny does his work, man. And he is a grinder in the handshake line is 70 percent of the time he's like hey hey man 70 percent of the time it works every time 
Good game. Hey, come play for me. Come play for me. I don't. Hey, dude, come on. Okay. You don't have. Please don't. ASMR. Stop. It's ASMR. It, it was it's very ASMR. ASMR <laughs> I hope that he's not whispering like that. But if know. he is, it's working, I guess. You can't have everyone hearing you tamper if that's how it's going down. But no, I, I think that um, to your point, I don't know how much of a world beater Tyron Lawrence adding him is going to be. It's an experienced guard, and I think that's probably a better situation than adding, um, putting Mikey in there. Because, I mean, I don't know of any true freshman, point guard specifically, that steps in as a game a, a game changer immediately for a team, right? Like, name, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, you could say D-Rose, I guess. But, I mean, how far back are we really taking this? But that even took some time. And he was surrounded I mean, that, by incredible talent. Yeah, that wasn't day one. An American, all-American yeah, next to him. So... Um, I just, I come off as anti-Mikey, but I think it's more so I don't like the idea of relying on a freshman, a true freshman at that matter. And I don't, I don't know that it's anti-Mikey. He doesn't, I don't think he's a point guard in the sense that you look for, right? He's more of like a ball dominant scoring. Sure. You know, he's not really like a facilitating. Well, I mean, I think he's got passing ability. He yes. likes to throw those between the like the lobs. full court passes. Yuri Collins is a true point guard. Is he? Has he announced anything? Nah, he pull out he's still of the, draft? In the draft, but he's also a grad, so he can do. Yuri, he if wants. you're listening, we know that you probably are here on Wednesday evening. You got two hours. No, he can do whatever he wants, dude. Why? Grad transfer. He has uh, no rules. You don't have to withdraw from the draft. No, there's no literally no rules. I'm pretty sure there's no rules on him. Does that apply to DeAndre? He's graduated. Um, no rules. He's coming back. I think it's a little bit different there. Uh, all right. We did have a little bit of exciting news on Monday with uh, here at Bluff City Media dropping the schedule, the non-conference schedule for the ticket. We're not going to dive too deep game by game, but overall, TJ, if you had one word to describe the schedule. Ooh. That didn't sound like a good ooh. No, I, um, I'm pulling it up. I just want to make sure I'm looking at everything. I'm probably going to go a different route than what you're looking for here. I'm going to say I mean, mine is sexy. Definitely a different route. I was going to say brutal. That is, yes, I would say at the yeah, total opposite end of the spectrum. Because, I mean, Mizzou, Battle for Atlantis, Ole Miss, at Ole Miss, at VCU. We're not going to go through all the games here. I'm well, you can the read them out loud. I'm just saying we don't have to give it in-depth. Sure, out. sure, sure. Uh, at A&M, Clemson, Virginia, Vandy, Austin P. Obviously, Jackson State, Alabama State, Austin P. Not to disparage those names, but um, you should be able to beat those guys, right? You start hitting Mizzou. That's a tournament team from last year. Um, Battle of Atlantis is full of tournament teams. Great programs. Ole Miss looks incredible with what they're putting together there right now. It's not your mom and pop's no. Ole Miss team. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, they're speaking of waivers. They're going to need some waivers, but if they get them, sure. That's a. I mean, they will finish. I'll say a top four in the SEC. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Kentucky came and filled a team right now, so we can go ahead and probably put them in top three. <laughs> they have like five guys. Everyone else I, has no, hit the I, under, I understand. Um, at VCU, Shaka's good. 
uh, A&M, that's a tournament team from last year. Clemson is is pretty good considering where Clemson has been yeah. historically. Uh, it's a pretty good team. I mean, they were fringe tournament last year. I think they went to the NIT, but one like – They were 20-plus games. Yeah, 25 in or the 26 a, In the ACC. I mean, I, I think that's nothing to just shake off. Um, Virginia is a bit controversial for some. I mean, you have a, a championship coat. Why did for you look? some. What do you mean? They're a very good basketball program. Are they? A uh, program, sure. I mean, they have a, a coach who's won a championship 15 years ago, it feels like now, after first round Look, exit. It's a big first name, ACC. I, I'll, right now, given you have six power five teams on the schedule, that does not include the battle for Atlantis, which includes obviously Arkansas, us, Michigan, North Carolina, Northern Everybody. Iowa, Stanford, Texas Tech, and Villanova. Yeah. You're guaranteed three games there. Outside of Northern Iowa, every other team is a, a Power Five. Well, I mean, if you count Villanova in the Big East, they're not technically in a Power Five conference. But, I mean, that's a power school. Yeah. Blue blood. I mean, you could look at – I mean, that's nine of your 13 non-conference games are against Power Five opponents. Probably all top 100 Kempom teams. Yeah. I mean, I think the only one – out of those last year was probably Ole Miss that was outside of that, but that's yeah, I mean you're looking at a totally Miss. different yeah, Ole Miss yeah. team. It's staff wise, player wise, everything about that one. Um, I'll say this: that stretch. I mean, obviously the battle for Atlantis is going to be tough, and I. It's. This is me just being honest. I should be looking forward to that, but historically, Thanksgiving week in Tiger basketball has not gone well not for me. Friends. And so I'm just I have bad bad vibes about that. Yeah. But I will say this: that first ten days in December, I will agree with you is absolutely. I mean, that is a gauntlet of on the. I mean, the boys aren't coming home. They're at Ole Miss, at VCU, and then December tenth at A and M. That is a. That is going to if you could, I mean, I, I this is straight up. Right now, if you came out of that one and two, I would be like, "That's yeah, good. That's incredible." And those are experienced coach. I mean, you've got two and two and one, and that's great. Three and zero, oh, and we're winning the Natty. <laughs> I mean, you might as well not even have a tournament. I mean, not even looking at who we have on our roster at that same time. The the coaches that you're going against on this on this non con are incredible. I yeah. mean. It's I don't know I I chose brutal for a reason I'm not sure that where the roster is currently constructed can handle that type of schedule for you to come out with any type of success so I, I'm sticking with brutal it's rough it's beautiful I get it brutally sexy yeah I, I, it's definitely sexy it's I mean, a bad bad in a good way a bad schedule we're we're talking about teams he's done he's, he's done exactly what I've, given the I mean the future of the American. I mean, you're going to have to have quality. It's almost like back to the Cal days when you were sure. in the Conference USA and you had to, you were playing Gonzaga, you were playing Texas, you were playing UCS, like USC. Um, like, I love this schedule. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do this given the way that the roster is but give me your best case worst case uh your, this is 13 man. games non-conference give me a record best case worst case we're talking best case 
I only see three guaranteed yeah. at this today. Yeah. May 31st. I only see three guaranteed, and that is Jackson State, Alabama State, and yeah. Austin P. Yeah, I'm going to say worst case you come out. Jeez. I mean, I will say it. Worst case, three and 10. That's a little extreme, but yeah. <laughs> I think it is, but uh, we're talking worst case, Timothy. I'm going to say your worst case, we're probably looking at like five wins, probably. I think you can squeak out two outside of the uh, the obvious Two three. of the home ones. Yeah, raucous crowd, Clemson, Virginia, and yeah. Vandy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, I think it's probably more realistic. How fast of a tempo Penny plays versus Virginia, who plays super slow, if they get behind at any point in time, they're going to be shooting themselves in the foot. Like, I don't know yeah. that they well, they will be able to catch up. So I'm going to just say somehow, some way, we pull out two more wins. So five is my low. Um, my high is not going to be much different. I think there's a very small window here for us. Eight. I'm going to change it and say, uh, I go with eight. So just three more. I mean, I'm going to, I think best, if you can't, similar to this year, 10 and three would be incredible. Yeah, that's an impressive. I mean, that would, against this schedule, that would be a very impressive non conference. And you'd be setting yourself up. Ranked, I mean, at right. that, if you're ten and three through this schedule going to the American, you're ranked. I mean, well, question, yeah. Right? But you, I mean, you may lose one conference game. How many quad one wins is that? Gosh, here we are in May talking about quads. If you um, could assume, just by looking at the team, because like you have a general con- like idea of where this team typically taking sits. into account battle for Atlantis. I mean, it's like the I would say there. I would say the on every away game Missouri, Ole Miss, VCU, Texas A&M will probably end up quad one. Virginia will probably I would I would throw that in the quad one at home being top thirty. Vanderbilt, Clemson, I don't know, probably not. Probably Q two. Battle for Atlantis is uh, neutral, so you have to be fifty, top fifty, I think. So I mean, uh, that's hard to say, but I would say. Arkansas. At least one of those, yeah. Depending on who you draw, you know, a Stanford probably isn't going to be there, but yeah, I would say one of your games is at least going to be quad one. So sure. you're talking about is that six? Yeah, I think six or seven. A six the, or seven of those, completely, half of them. Yeah, completely reasonable assumption. Yeah, which is wild, and you need that though. Though, like those are no, those are huge. Do. Yeah, because you're not going to get any of that in conference play outside of. Maybe FAU. There's some I mean, inflation it, it, there. It kind of depends, and we would have to look. I mean, we'll we'll look a little closer as we get sure. to basketball season. But I think like North Texas, UAB, like I think some of those schools were yeah. up as an away game or quad one. So you still probably have yeah. You know, you trade those out for UCF. You trade out obviously Houston FAU is a trade out, right? So yeah. you're probably still looking at overall throughout the year somewhere to. Seven to ten ish, twelve ish, sure. maybe depending on how things fall. But how many did we have last year? Off the top of my head, five or six, maybe. No, I think we had closer to ten, eight or nine. Was it? I think we were like four and four or something. Okay, it's more have to I go thought. look at it. Yeah, not that big of a deal. I, I think we generally agree that there's very tough games in yeah. this non-conference and. and 
you're going to have to win some, I think, to yeah. make some type of resume for May when it comes around. Or March, excuse me. Obviously, right? No, I totally agree. So we were we had nine. We were four and five last year in quad one. Okay. I think that's probably about where you're going to get again. And then so you can get some in, in conference, right? Yeah. Tulane's bringing a lot of guys back. We talked about FAU. Um UAB, UNT, both decent teams last year. Yeah. Obviously, adding those to the conference is going to kind of maybe boost up some of the lower end teams. I yeah. think is the if you can get Wichita down. State back rolling, that would be sure. Good. So there's there's a lot of opportunity, of course, there with that schedule. Um, last thing we'll talk about basketball wise, guys showing up on campus. I think we've got everybody, but Leonard, Mikey, obviously, which I wasn't. Given his court date, I wasn't anticipating him being. Yeah, why would he? Wouldn't be here. Um, Jalen Young, I don't think has showed up, and Nick Dorjane's not here yet. I think a couple of them have academic things similar to kind of what. I don't. I'll ask you: Are you worried at all that one of those guys may not, out excluding Mikey, leave Mikey out of it? Jordan Young or or Leonard, are you any fear that one of them doesn't end up here? Um, similar to the ACOT situation last year, he had academic stuff. He was trying to take care of and then ended up not being here no i would say no probably not because who are you who are you afraid to lose in that situation the most leonard it's leonard right and you've already 100%. the draft especially is already, now that he's six ten. are you kidding me yeah he's already hit all the dates on the draft so he can't join the draft so his his move would be to go overseas and go pro well why would you do that or just i don't can he do you know has has leonard signed no, wow. there were some reports today that <clears throat> he's having to work through some summer classes um, before he can get here. But he has signed, yes. Okay. Oh, he has signed. I think so. Let me look. See, that's the only – so well, that, what is that really? That doesn't really mean anything well, that's all signed and done. I mean, it does. It's the same thing as ACOT. ACOT was committed, not signed. He decommitted and went somewhere else. I mean, you can be signed and theoretically – you Leonard just go do the to, same thing. Yeah, you just go to the university and say, "Can you please let me?" Right. Out so he could lie. still potentially pick. I'm saying, like, he could still pick another school. Sure, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I, I think that with the situation with him was going pro. Yeah, right. And that that ship seems to have not necessarily sailed. Of course, he he still has those opportunities. Right. Uh, outside of the NBA, but if your goal is to make the NBA, not sure why it would make sense to leave now. Right. At he has signed with Memphis. Good. Yeah. Cool. Um, That's good. On April 15th, the university announced that he signed um, okay, with cool. the team. Nice. And I think it was – it must have been Young. One of them has not officially signed, and I think it must have been Young then. Or at least that the school hasn't announced. I don't know about that. No, I wouldn't be too worried about it, though. I mean, neither one of those guys has this huge resume built up for them to be this hot shot, you know – prospect just sitting out there right yeah. it's not like um nick jordan is putting together this um, this impressive resume to uh lure michigan state to steal them away from memphis or anything like sure. that like i think that is a situation where he has touched penny's hand and in, in a handshake line and it's automatically a lot and here we are so that he shook at the hand shook at that hand uh, all right, Tej, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little NIL, okay. a little football, and then we'll close it out yeah. for uh, first in-studio 
Tigers on tap. Nice, dude. It is nice. Of you. Bluff City NIL is an official partner with Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your donations to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because they're a partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the mind and well cause that is childhood literacy and uh, helping future children and leaders of America not struggle with shook, shaken, has shaken, shooketh, might shake, did shake, shooken, shaketh. Did you see Mikey lost NIL deal the other day? I did see that. And with lace clips, which Guys, TJ told me I didn't I had no idea what this company was. Kenny will have to fill us in, but TJ told me it was a company that created some clip that goes on your laces so you don't have to tie them and keeps them in place. And I thought that that was legitimate because he's a basketball player and I was like, hey, he doesn't have to go down, tie his shoes. But it's Kenny. What is some kind of performance? Yeah, they they monitor your performance on the on the uh, field or the court in which you play using your clothing i guess they have a different kind of clothing that has performance monitoring so it's, it's like those bras that the soccer players were males wear them is bras the word there it is look it up it's absolutely a sports bra it is a it looks like a bra it's a, a penny bra. like coach no like the jerseys uh, the yeah. gym jerseys like you would wear in gym yeah some tight ass pennies no it's very tight it looks much more like a sports it's super bra dope i agree a penny no, super dope. I agree. Not that tight. Literal so, tight. Uh, anyway, thoughts on that? I, I mean, it's that, how it should work. That's right? the, yeah. I would say I you're think under that's a contract. You breach it, you lose. It's broken. Yeah, and I think that that has become. That was the probably the original intent of nil. You know, you sat a contract. Is, you sent us one the other day, right, with Seth. Yeah. Where he's at a restaurant. He posts a pic. It's got Seth, the name of the restaurant. He's eating there. He eats the food. He got paid to post that. It entices us to want to go eat sure. there. Right? I looked like, at the menu. That's I'd exactly, never heard of the place. That's, I feel like that's how it should work. And we've gotten into this. It's just like a pay to play. 100%. Come here. We'll pay you this amount of money. Play the game. Yeah. And I hate that. And I think of. Miami, every time I think of NIL, probably because of John Ruiz and what he's done there, paying people. And Nigel Peck gets $800,000 to do what? Yeah. To do what? Just to play I, don't know. I would have to look more into that, but it's like, was that, what is he getting out of that? What it Was that worth it? What's his return? Oh, I think. Besides the final four. Yeah. Return is on investment it? is so subjective for, for you as I mean, investor. in the restaurant's case, it's getting people like us that you never heard of it. Sure. I've, never been like we may patron it now yeah i mean it's just something new maybe uh once our daughter is old enough like my wife and i can go there for a date or something like that's yeah. something i'll keep in the back of my mind so well, it entices teach exactly but for you to just get paid to play and i don't know i don't follow miami basketball that close like this dude could be in car commercials left and right or sure. wealth management whatever the hell he does um 
But I think in a majority of situations, it's, it's just I'm giving you money and right. you just come play for it's the not, school that I support. Maybe you sign something here or there for people or you sure. show up somewhere. But I just feel like it's kind of gotten away from what it was supposed to be. No, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. And um, I think the Mikey situation is a perfect example. You had a contract. You're unable to fill it. Done. Bah, got to break the contract. It's done. It's over. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um. All right, teacher, we've had a couple of uh, football oh. commits. Transfer portal, so two for this year. Yep. We had a 2024, we'll get to in a minute. Uh, wide receiver from Pitt State, mm -hmm. Christian Carter. I think it'll be a slot guy. Had 50 receptions, 700 yards, I think five touchdowns. I think yep. he had a rushing touchdown. Um, watched a little bit of footage. He seems very capable after the catch. Maybe a return guy. Maybe see him back there fielding some punts or kickoffs. Uh, seems to be pretty shifty. Got some speed on him. I don't know what he runs. He's a track and field guy, but I think, what'd you say, he's a long oh, jumper? He's a long jumper, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, everything I've seen on this guy from his tape, he looks good. Like, and he'll, have, he'll have two years left, two is years, that right? Yeah, coming from Pitt State, which is confusingly, I'm pretty sure it's in Kansas. You it is. The they are in Kansas. Do you know what their mascot is? Only because I looked it up. You mm -hmm. should probably ask Kenny, see if he knows. Kenny might know. Can you know what Pitt State uh, in Kansas mascot has? The Rambling Pirates. <laughs> that is an impressive guess. guess, but they are the Gorillas, which I feel like is a pretty legit. I kind of like that. I don't know why there's not more Gorillas in it, athletics. It's definitely a rare one. It's very rare. I don't know a single other one. I've played a lot of NCAA football, and I've never stumbled across that. I don't know that I've ever seen in any level of any sport. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking T-ball up. Like, I don't know that I've seen a gorilla as a mascot no. anywhere. It should be used more. Yeah. Gorillas are legit. That. Anyway, he looks good. I think, that, like like you said, after the catch, he seems to be a very uh, capable, uh, big play guy. I think he has good spatial awareness. It feels like when you watch him, he knows how to use his body at certain angles to approach the ball at certain levels. Um I'm looking forward to him. I he seems uh, he. There was one video of him on YouTube route. He's running routes at practice, and given, I mean, it's against sure. It's at Pitt State, so I, you know, it may not be the best DBs he's going against. Yeah. But he seems like a very good route runner. Yeah, I mean, he's quick. Change of direction is there. I mean, losing a DB left and right. You think he can? I mean, that's a room that we've kind of talked about. You maybe need a little bit more depth in. A little bit more help is that you think he can come in and sure this fall be a i mean maybe not come in and be the number one guy but he'd come in and get reps at the slot i think yeah i mean i think they're still trying to figure it out over there honestly like the fall we're not yet to fall right and yeah. in spring you have what 15 practices right you don't have um just a ton of time to really kind of put it together you're still guys are still trying to figure things out he reminds me of Jamari Hawkins, very similar, um, a little bit older, has a little more experience. Hawkins only been in the program a, a year now, um, so they're they're very similar to me. Um, so I don't know if he'll get big minutes this year, but what's stopping him from next year? You'll sure. have some guys departing. I mean, he definitely looks talented. I, I could definitely see him getting on the field. Yeah. Um, how many plays, how many catches, kind of hard to say. Hard it's to way say. too early. We'll go through that in August there. when we do our uh, superlatives like we did last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Christian, not the only commit we've gotten mm -hmm. in the last couple of days. Local Memphis at yeah. MAHS, uh, Cameron Miller coming yeah. home for the TIGs was a former three-star one. I think he was close to 100 overall wide receiver, but yeah. he's not coming home to play wide receiver is the least is our understanding as of right now. Yeah. Everything I, I have seen or heard about it is that he's going to come over and play DB. I personally wish they would flip him to wide receiver immediately. Why, why not two way in? That's so rare these days though. So rare. Cam may be a rare. He's a hidden gem. Travis Hunter is the only guy who's really doing it. And I think they're actually probably just gonna straight straight flip him to wide receiver. Who Travis? Yeah. Really? Probably. That's interesting, because wasn't he like the number one overall safety? Corner, yeah. Corner. Yeah. Kind of weird, but I don't know. I, I think that Cam and Cam's got a little bit of he's got some size on him though. Isn't he like six one, two hundred? Something like that, yeah. Very similar. I just to me it's I feel like with Simeon Blair, Joel Williams, Joel, like you've got a solid core this year in the sure. secondary. Sure. And I feel like we've talked about it. You maybe need a little bit more help in the wide receiver room. So we'll see. It sounds like he will play on the defensive side. And maybe yeah. it's it is needed more so there, but I wouldn't hate seeing him catch some balls offensively. Yeah, and I, I think personally he's very similar to Jalen Johnson in terms of size and, and kind of what they do. Right. Um, who's the Ohio State transfer you just took in? I think yeah. he's also a 6'1", 200, somewhere in that range kind of player. Um, to your point, we're, we've seen, we seem to understand who we think this departing safeties will be. Obviously, if one drops, you need another guy to step up. Sure. So there's there's always chance there. Um so I don't know. And I, he I redshirted last year. Is that right? So yeah. he's got four years he's left. Got, he's got time. Yeah. Local kid, Cedric, son of Cedric Miller, brother of Cedric Jr. You've probably, I mean, these are guys that if you follow preps in Memphis at all, like you know who these guys are. His yeah. dad's been all over the city. Southwind. Uh, I think he's at Mace now. So, I mean, it, yeah. So there you go. Well, excited to have uh, you're gonna hit him with the, uh, the classic TJ home. Oh, got him with the home. There you go. Don't Save forget Christian for the with the kids. don't forget Christian with the family though. You gotta hit Christian with the family. I gotta do that. I'm surprised you haven't already. He's been that was like two days ago. I've been slacking, dude. The baby keeping me busy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, I understand that. Makes sense. Uh, not the only. We got a little bit of 2024. Got our first commit in the 2024 class. Takafa Lewis, interior lineman. I think he's 6'4", 300. So good to see them adding some more size, depth there to the offensive line. Um, kid out of Pearl. I think yep. he plays 7A ball, which I didn't even – I played private school D2A yeah. here at St. George's. I didn't even know we went to 7A. Do we have 7A in the city? No. 5A was the highest. 5A, 6A. maybe 6A, yeah. I think they may have downsized 6A to 5A. but Interesting. It's a lot of A's, honestly. It's a good position for us to grab, though. I mean, Jacob Likes has been around for a while. Um, Gamble has graduated. Davion Carter is a senior, will be a senior, maybe. So grabbing more interior depth, it's, it's definitely a good spot to hit up. I think Davion's a redshirt junior. I think he's a redshirt junior. I'm talking about going into next year. Oh, so okay. Yes. So I'm not sure you're going to have those other two gotcha. guys. So. But the uh, so first commit for the hashtag untamed twenty four I think is the hashtag for next year. This year was what wild things twenty three. Yeah, 
You like Wild Things 23 better? I think Wild Things sounds better, yeah. Untamed is good. Like, I, I couldn't I imagine think that's good. how difficult that is. We're cats. Untame them. Untapped. Yeah. 23. 24. Think about it, Ryan. I don't, know, I don't know who makes those hashtags, but someone more creative than me. For sure. Striped up 25. That is good. You thought about that. Striped up 25. That's impressive. Right off the top. I got a journal at home I write in. Think of recruiting hashtags. That was great. In there. That was great. Uh, Anything else football-wise? No, I mean, that was the first. He's the first, but we'll see. I think, you know, typically around this time of year is kind of when you start seeing that pick up, I think, towards the end of June, getting into July. Yeah. You know, we had a pretty last summer. We had, well, it was two weeks where they started just rolling in. I think, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see over the next couple of weeks to start getting some more football commits for uh, Untamed 24. So. You see a lot of guys start signing right before their senior year. It's pretty consistent. Yeah. I think every year just you never know what could happen throughout right. the season. So guys will just start signing up, committing left and right, and then probably uncommit a little later on. But All happens. pessimistic, TJ. It happens, man. All right, let's get in this beer. This, TJ, I'm just – I mean, as a golf guy, the can, the hush man, like – it's, good, it's Memphis and golf. Some of my favorite things being combined into one, and this is probably the best can that I've seen, that I, we have seen on this show. I'm going to be honest with you. Whoever came up with this can was probably on some drugs. I don't get what's going on with the can, but it does look good. It's what entertaining. They're at a golf course. I understand, but there's an alligator, but his eyes are not normal eyes. His nose is huge. It's just like golf holes. Can you... Kenny, can you zoom in on these? Can we get this? Uh, I can't zoom on you, but the, but I can see it. It's a great can. It is a really good can. Got the Hush Main side. If you're with the uh, FedEx St. Jude Classic, just once, one year, can we change it from Hush Y'all to Hush Main? You guys are listening? That would be clutch. That might be a little bit too Memphis for the FedEx St. Jude oh, Classic. Oh, no, nothing's too Memphis. Dude. I just saw this. It says time to par T golf pun there. Um, I see that no, too. In, in terms of cans, this is great. This is up there for me. I, the, there's some weird things to it, but I think the artistry on it, Hush Main, I think is a hella incredible name for things. Um, I, part of me tells me that I should deduct a point considering this beer was canned. Uh, July 12th, 2022. Is that the beer's fault? It's not. But it's like, you know, that should, that should give it a point. It's been canned for almost a and year it and it's still, still delicious. Good. Yeah. All right. Plus a point. Uh, can. I mean, I don't know what the highest rated can I've given, but this is. Oh, this is up there. I mean, for me, this is a 9-1. Dude, I was going to say a 9 I know it's an even number and you hate that. This is a good can. It's a 9.01. Oh, that's what. That was my score. Oh, 9.01. We can't have the same score. That's fine. Hush, mate. What a great can. And the beer. I mean, absolutely fantastic. This may be the hottest one we ever do. A peach lemonade ale. I've already said it. The crushability of this was. It's very high. It's got the roof. Especially like if I was on the golf course with these. And it's a pint too. I pointed out in that tweet, I was like, dude, they may be onto something with this one. 
Bill Street Brewing, you're on to something with this. They have, I don't know how many of their beers. They're not on to something. I mean, they are on it. They have figured it out. This is it. So have you guys experienced the chamomile and lavender, lavender combination before? Like, obviously, tea and lavender's kind of Taking that. Taking a bath. Taking a bath, right? Like lavender body yeah. oils, all that kind of stuff. My tongue feels oily. Does your do y'all does y'all's tongue feel oily? That sounds like something you should go to the doctor yeah, for, Kenny. It was oily before I drank the the beer, but yeah, I'm not getting an oil. I didn't get that at all. I what do y'all what would y'all think if it was like blueberry lemonade with chamomile? I would mm. love it. What do you mean? That'd be incredible. Yeah, I don't. That's <laughs> you're talking me. Bill Street Brewing. If you're listening, we can get a second edition of this with a blueberry lemonade. Can we get Trey and I holding? On the can, holding the hush main signs, though. I don't know. We get a little cartoon of us. This guy kind of looks like me if I could grow a beard, though. Um, In terms of rating the beer, I don't... I don't want to sound crazy, but this may be a nine. Like, it is in the nines. This is great. It is up there. And I think, like, if you're a beer snob... Like, we drink a lot of beer, but, like... Yeah. If you're a beer snob, you probably won't love it because it is kind of like a fruity beer but for some reason it works perfectly i'll say like a nine two out of ten like i the crushability is wow. off the scale that this is, is so good i mean it is it is up there i hush mate i can't stop saying it dude what's the highest rated beer i've ever done sans oh yeah and it was probably like a upper eight maybe a nine. i mean it's yeah i mean i'm I don't want to give the same score as you, but it's. I think the nine two is right. If you're not a beer person, I would recommend trying this because it's not. It's a different type it's not of beer. Overly fruity. Either. No, it's not. There's still some beer aftertaste to it. But if you're not a beer person and you want to kind of dodge the beerness to something, like this is for you. It's the lemonade, man. It the is. lemonade yeah. is what sets this thing apart. Yeah, like it is. I love it. What I love about this beer is that it literally, you have zero doubt as to when you're supposed to drink this beer. Like you're supposed to drink it during the summer, on the golf course, at a picnic, whatever it may be, outside. Outside. Dude, I can cut the grass. Like cut the grass and crush it. This is a great after the mow beer. So, but it's that lemonade thing that I think that is. That's why it's not, you said it's not fruity. It's not a fruity tasting beer but that lemon just i think cuts through man it's so good i think the lemonade is what's doing it i mean i don't i'm i'm gonna go out and say that we may not have a beer that scores as high as this again i think that's fair this may be the tigers untapped official beer champion of beers (laughs) it's good it's real good what a beer for our first in studio right? performance. Kinda. Second, really. But well, this is gonna be a tough one to match. It is. But I'm looking forward to the opportunity for all the other breweries out there to try to beat it. You guys are on the clock. So tune in next week to see what beer TJ and I take on that tries to beat Hush Maine. Come with a cold beer, stay with that takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Like and subscribe at Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports.